0: This is a trigger warning that the following podcast talks about eating disorders. If this affects you, please see the show notes for resources.
1: One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health Hello everybody, how are we today?
0: Welcome back to another episode. Today's episode is going to be all about self-reflection. I've talked about it like here and there throughout all the other podcast episodes but pretty much self-reflection has really helped me self-reflect and realize a lot of shit that needed to be changed in my life and in terms of eating disorders, why my eating disorder wasn't actually helping me as I thought it was. So topics I'll be discussing today is what is self-reflection, what happens when you don't self-reflect, the importance of self-reflection, and then of course how to self-reflect. So as simple as it may seem to actually self-reflect on one's life, it can be really challenging because you have to actually like own up to the things that you've done or maybe how you've been feeling and feel those extra emotions, especially if you're in a bad place, having to look back and think why you got to this position and also how you were feeling can be very confronting. So yeah, it took me a while to actually have the courage to reflect on my life, which is why I'm going to help you to that too. Because digging through those difficult emotions was definitely worth it because I was able to actually acknowledge what the heck is going on and then do something about it. So we're going to get you there too, okay? So before we get into that, firstly, hello to Sri Lanka, South Korea, Denmark, and Norway. Welcome. Hello. Welcome. Welcome to the Eat With Ali family. I hope everyone's all good. And what are you proud of yourself for this week? Wow, amazing. This week, I'm proud of myself because I've been getting very organized and just doing a lot of cleaning and keeping up to date with it I'm just getting shit done pretty much and I organize the fridge that's especially something I'm like oh wow it looks so beautiful and clean and organized it's always good to just get rid of all that unnecessary shit that you do not need in every area of your life so hop on that get rid of unnecessary irrelevant shit so thank you hope that little quick message of getting organized inspires you to do the same Honestly I love organizing myself however you know those a bit more tedious tasks the the more random tasks like cleaning the fridge is obviously not a, a daily task however it is quite satisfying when you remove all of the things in your fridge that you haven't touched and no I'm not leaving rotting food in the fridge by the way I mean like sauces and stuff like that and I don't know I don't even remember what I chucked out. But not rotten food. I I keep a bit more on track of that stuff. I just mean the unnecessary stuff. Anyways, it is very satisfying getting rid of things that do not serve you. And I hope you're picking up on my metaphor that I'm now creating as I say this. That, get rid of all of the shit in your life that you do not need. Okay? Which actually ties in today's episode, funnily enough. Because if you self-reflect, you'll be able to see what it is that you need to change. So... Without yapping on anymore, let's get into this. What is self-reflection? Self-reflection is when you give some serious thought and take time to think about your motives, your actions, and your character. You're taking a step back and you're reflecting on your behaviors, your motivations, your beliefs, your desires, your biases, and your values. Your life. You're discovering why you think the way you think, why you feel the way you feel. ...and why you behave the way that you do. So this is why self-reflection is so important in every aspect of your life. But when we're talking about eating disorders, it's important... Oh, oh, by the way, you can use self-reflection and all of these tips for literally everything in your life. Maybe eating disorder isn't the only area in your life that you feel needs some work on. So use these same tips and apply it everywhere that you feel necessary. And if you're uncertain of where these areas in your life that needs to be changed... Self-reflect and that will be a great start because maybe you've just been feeling down recently and maybe one of those reasons is your eating disorder and it's great that you can establish that but maybe there's other areas in your life too so throughout this episode maybe you have a couple of areas in your life that you think of then great you've been able to establish and acknowledge areas of your life that need working on and then you can start to action it. Anyways as I was saying about eating disorders you can use self-reflection to reflect on the behaviours that you take part of with your eating disorder and your thought patterns with it as well. And the beauty with self-reflection as well is that you can realise things at the time and also afterwards. So like what I mean by that for example is say you use what we talk about today to reflect on your eating disorder as a whole and you realise how it's made you feel and how it's made you behave and react to things. Then, as you become more consciously aware of how your eating disorder makes you feel and react, if then a similar behavior is about to take place in the future, you are then able to self-reflect more quickly in the moment. And by the way, this takes time. It takes time. It takes conscious effort and it takes intention. Have intention. Anyways, so if you've reflected on your eating disorder, you can then become more conscious about the behaviors and patterns of behaviors that you take part of so then if you're about to binge eat for example and then that can lead to vomiting and the cycle continues the guilt the dread the shame you've now self-reflected on how all of those emotions make you feel and the triggers and the patterns of behavior that leads up to this then in the moment say before you take that extra bite that is just going to send you off into binge land you can then self-reflect in that moment and think huh It's about to begin. And then you could do something about it and stop yourself. And just definitely keep in mind that this does take time and effort and intention, as I just said. So don't give up and just keep on trying and keep on getting to know yourself more and what will help support you better. And what's going to make you feel more comfortable and feel safe and in a way that's not going to put yourself down and can make you just feel calmer in the moment. And then you can try to redirect your thoughts and future behaviors you've gotten to understand your thoughts and behaviors and because you've self-reflected you can try to be more patient with yourself and kind to yourself you can start to ask yourself questions in the moment like why do I feel this way why am I wanting to respond this way what triggered me to feel this way is there any patterns in the behaviors that I want to take part of how is this making me feel is the actions I want to take going to be beneficial for me You're catching yourself out in the moment and you're starting to learn from experiences that you've had and thoughts that you've been having. And if you've reflected and realized that's not how you want to feel anymore, then you're becoming consciously aware and acknowledging the shit that you're feeling. And then you can do something about it. Yay. And by learning, you can always take something out of it. You can ask yourself, what can I do better to improve next time? How can I overcome these feelings or these actions, these behaviors? And also, what am I proud of myself for doing? Maybe you did something out of the ordinary. Maybe you did something better for yourself. Maybe you responded differently or you, you know what? Maybe at the back of your mind, so say you were about to binge eat and you ended up binge eating. But at the back of your mind, before you took that extra bite that just sent you into binge eating land, you had this little voice at the back of your head saying, don't do it. Well, that's a good thing because that means you're starting to self-reflect and realize that maybe this isn't some sort of behavior you should be taking a part of. So that little voice inside your head will start to grow and become louder the more you self-reflect, the more you acknowledge what needs to be changed, and the more you try to action it. So if you start to hear that little voice inside your head, say, I hear you, and I'm going to start listening to you even better. So hearing that little voice is a great start. Just start to bring that to the front of your mind, put it on loudspeaker, and... Start to replace that voice with your eating disorder voice. So what is it that happens if we don't self-reflect? It means that we keep staying on the same path. Especially if this path needs to be changed, we're not going to see any changes. Our eating disorder will stay in our lives because we're not able to self-reflect and therefore we're not able to acknowledge that something needs to be changed and then start to change it. We will keep feeling these feelings of dread and guilt and shame and unhappiness and anxiety. We will still be repeating the same actions and thinking the same thoughts and not enjoying these thoughts and these actions. But how can anything change? How do we expect to see different results if we're just doing the same thing? If you keep cooking your toast for five minutes and it burns every time and you keep doing that and expect it not to be burnt, then what the fuck? do you think is going to happen? It's going to keep burning. No changes will be made for that poor piece of toast unless you reflect and you think, hmm, okay, it doesn't seem like five minutes does the trick for me. Maybe I should try something else. Maybe, just maybe. And then if you do it, well, we'll see the magic happen, you can have some nice toast. And self-reflection can only happen if you start to acknowledge what needs to be changed okay and what you are not enjoying about your life and why and this is why self-reflection is important because it allows us to change the things in our lives that make us unhappy that make us feel unfulfilled and in the same way self-reflection can also allow you to reflect on things on your life that make you feel happy and make you feel fulfilled make you feel fulfilled yeah and appreciate those things more Find what you appreciate and find what needs to be changed. Initially, self-reflection may be hard because you have to unpack all of the emotions and the f- that you have been feeling. But then after that, you can start to learn more about yourself. Have a better understanding of yourself. Feel less stress and less anxiety because you found that root of the cause that needs to be pulled out. You pull out that root. You change what's affecting your life negatively. And then you grow as a person and you improve areas of your life. You make positive changes. So self-reflection is important because it helps you gain perspective. Sometimes in the heat of the moment when you're feeling a lot of emotions, your anxiety is heightened, you're feeling angry, you're feeling stressed, it can be hard to rationalize, especially if you are thinking with your emotions and your emotions are just heightened and controlling you. Self-reflection can then help you rationalize the situation either in the moment and hopefully stop yourself from doing a certain action or afterwards as well. It allows you to take a step back and just reflect on what's going on and whether or not these were the right decisions to be made or what could be improved for next time. So it can really help you to gain more clarity. So thank you, self-reflection. Self-reflection is also important because it will help you improve your self-awareness. It will help you get to know yourself more. It will help you improve your confidence because you have more knowledge and perspective and insight on how you are and who you are. Self-reflection helps you gain perspective, give you a new or better understanding on a situation. Self-reflection helps you learn to think deeply on like choices you've made or things that have happened in your life and then improve on it by learning from it. Self-reflection can help you challenge your values and your beliefs. A big one, for example, is maybe you believe for so long that you don't deserve anything and that you're worthless. That's obviously not true. And self-reflection can help you pinpoint why it is that you think this in the first place and therefore change it. And self-reflection will therefore help you respond more effectively. So yes, self-reflection can be challenging when you have to look at the bad parts of your life. But you can also use it to look at the good parts of your life and learn from both of them appreciate the good things and work on the bad things and self-reflection is therefore important because it can help you have better relationships because you're able to acknowledge who is good in your life and who you appreciate and same goes the other way you can reflect and realize people that may not be helping you in life and therefore can buzz off self-reflection will help you be a better decision maker because you've gotten to know yourself more your life more and you know what you will stand for you've got boundaries and you've got standards now, before I get into all of the different types of way that will help you self-reflect, I'm going to go over specifically what I reflected on when I was looking at my eating disorder. So what I did was I looked at what I lost and what I gained from it. So it was a difficult conversation to have with myself, but but I was at a stage where I was starting to realize that maybe my eating disorder wasn't actually helping me. And yes, I realized now that that was true, but at the time, This was that little voice at the back of my head. So I needed to self-reflect to be able to bring that voice to a louder volume inside my mind. And so I thought about all of the different things that I've experienced since having an eating disorder. And if I was to have asked myself, what did I gain? Or whenever I was at a stage where I was thankful to be getting at a smaller size, I would have said that I gained getting skinnier. But even then, what else could I have said? Like, I can't even think of anything that I properly gained from having an eating disorder. Yes, for sure, I would have said it was a positive that I had lost weight. Because even if I still wasn't happy with what my number was on the scale, that doesn't mean I can't read and I can't see the number in the scale is way less than it was before. So I could have said that, yep, okay, I I at least acknowledge that I'm getting to a smaller size. But it, it was still just never good enough anyways. So coming back to when I decided to truly self-reflect on my eating disorder, these are a few of the things that I realized that I had gained and what I had lost. So I had gained heightened anxiety. I'd gained body dissatisfaction more than before, surprisingly. I mean, I started my eating disorder to feel body positivity and it did not do that. It absolutely dragged me down even more because nothing made me happy. It doesn't matter how many sizes I went down. It made me feel, I guess, more at ease knowing that I was having to move down in clothing sizes, but it didn't make me feel secure. And I also just gained more self hatred. I gained a lot of feelings of dizziness and weakness. I gained heart and stomach pains. I gained unhappiness. I gained so much fear and shame and so much uncertainty with myself of who I was and what I deserved. I didn't think I deserved shit. So then what I what did I gain? Tell me what I gained. I mean, I guess now I can look back and say, "Yep, I gained life experience." Thank you. But it doesn't mean that it was very helpful at all at the time. I guess now, if I was to self-reflect, I can say that I gained a better understanding of how to look after myself and how I can be healthy and how I should be treating myself. And that was learned a hard way. But when I was at my eating disorder stage and I was thinking, what have I actually gained from my eating disorder... And you don't even think that at the time when you have an eating disorder. You think, oh, I'm going to get skinny. I'm going to start feeling better in my skin and just feeling fucking awesome because I've lost weight. Your eating disorder does a lot more than lose weight for you. It helps you lose yourself more than lose weight. So eating disorders are not a friend. And anyway so some things that I realized that I lost was a sense of reality. I was always thinking and assuming the worst because I was using my imagination. I was no longer in a present state. I was either always worrying about what I looked like or how big my body was or how I would eat and go to the toilet unnoticed. Everything was just about my eating disorder or with all the other unhealthy behaviors I was taking part of it was all done to escape reality because I couldn't I was so unhappy in my reality I needed to escape it I was just so down and miserable but the thing is I chose to suffer rather than do anything about it for way too long and changes only were made once I started to self-reflect anyway I would just yeah so something that I lost was my true sense of reality because I feared my reality I couldn't sit in a room with myself because I feared what myself would say to me. All these put-downs, all these negative things, and I felt distracted when I would vomit the food up or I'd hurt myself in other ways and just try to literally escape my life. And that just caused more compulsive decisions, more mistakes, more unhappiness and more self-hatred. But I became more reliant on these unhealthy behaviours because for those few temporary minutes or however long it felt, not a very long time, very short period of time, I was able to distract myself from myself. I also lost any sort of self-love that I had. Not much, but that was down the drain. I lost any motivation to heal or look after myself. I didn't think I deserved it. I didn't think I could do it. And honestly, I feared doing it anyways. Because I feared losing that sense of what I thought control I was getting from, you know, vomiting out the food or escaping that reality. And I didn't want to help myself because I feared what would happen if I lost this distraction and I had to deal with all of the shitty thoughts. So I lost that desire to help myself. I lost the belief that I deserved to be helped or that I could be helped. Or that I was capable of doing it. And by the way, I hope as I'm saying this, if any of these things that I'm telling you that I felt and you can relate to it, use this as your self-reflection as well, okay? Hopefully this speech that I'm giving helps you maybe see your eating disorder in a different way if it hasn't already. It's a hard thing to accept that your eating disorder is not actually your friend, but... It's also a necessary truth that needs to be acknowledged. And yes, I lost the desire to end my eating disorder. Like, originally, when I started my eating disorder, I thought, oh yeah, oh yeah, I'll just vomit until I get to the size that I'm happy with and I get skinny and it'll be easy. Yeah, it'll be easy. I can get rid of it with a click of my finger. Um, no not at all buddy as my eating disorder grew my sense of what skinny actually was to me shrunk nothing was good enough it didn't matter what the number said on the scale it didn't matter what size clothes I was it just it was never good enough I literally lost a sense of reality and in many areas of my life like I guess I would even listen to what people had to say and then just assume that everyone else fucking said or did that, whatever. I thought I couldn't talk about my eating disorder to anyone because no one would understand and therefore there's no point in talking about it. Which is not true because the more I relied on my eating disorder and I kept it a secret, yeah, the more I relied on it because I only had my eating disorder to like talk to. I didn't have anyone else's opinion besides my own. So I would listen to my eating disorder, fat bastard, and just all these horrible things. And I couldn't even have another opinion to, you know, maybe give me a different perspective. Because I refused to tell anyone for many different reasons. One of them, to get help. I feared getting the help. I feared being judged. I feared being criticized. And I just feared the unknown. What would happen if this got let out and I no longer kept it a secret? So, yeah, I just had one opinion. My eating disorder, which isn't the opinion you really want to have. So if you're listening to this as well and you haven't told anyone about your eating disorder, well, actually, you know what? I'm glad that you're listening to this podcast because hopefully I'm giving you a different perspective to what your eating disorder has given you. But it would also be amazing and so helpful and beneficial for you if you said those words aloud. If it helps, say it in front of a mirror to yourself, I have an eating disorder, challenging it will be but all the worth that it is I told you when I first told someone about my eating disorder it took three hours or however long just to say I have an eating disorder I killed two birds with one stone I had never said I had an eating disorder aloud before and man was that empowering difficult difficult Three hours of crying and going, ah, ah, I, <laughs> I have a, 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 a... Literally, and then eventually, you know, I got to, I have an eating disorder. And as I am trying to say, it was very challenging, but without saying those words aloud as well, I was not properly acknowledging shit. So self-reflection is going to help you realize that something needs to be done about the situation, and then you can do it. And then saying it aloud is acknowledging it in the flesh and having some outside support especially when your eating disorder is gonna obviously try to drag you back into the eating disorder mindset and the eating disorder behaviors so it's important to have support with people that you trust and yourself of course is a really great support system and this is where self-love becomes so important because your self-love is going to be in the boxing ring with your eating disorder And your self-love will win the more you take part of self-loving habits and you self-love yourself more. And that's definitely something else that will grow and develop as you grow and send off your eating disorder. But your self-love will eventually knock down your eating disorder. And that self-love is going to be that primary voice inside your head and your eating disorder will be fucked off. And sure, every once in a while maybe you will have your eating disorder voice in the back of your head try to slowly persuade you like you know when you have the angel and the devil on your shoulders and you're listening to both sides as they did in a lot of movies obviously your eating disorder is the devil and your angel is your self-love and so yes sometimes your eating disorder voice may be there but the angel will also be there and the more that you work on yourself and and the more things that you do for yourself to Motivate yourself to lift yourself up and to feel good about yourself The stronger your self-love and that angel will be so even if you have that eating disorder voice It will not be powerful enough because you are more powerful than it Okay, so with all of that being said that is my number one tip as to how to self reflect Let's get into the rest my next tip is to ask yourself important questions These tips should be kind of like a routine for you, preferably do it daily. Otherwise maybe try weekly, but honestly do it daily at the end of each day. When you're saying what you're grateful for, for the day, add these questions to that routine It's pretty much the things that if you've started writing in a journal, as I love doing, you would be saying similar things in your journal entries. Anyways, so questions to ask yourself is things like, what am I going to try to achieve this week? What am I proud of myself for doing today? What could I have done to improve on something today? Like if something is on your mind that maybe is on your mind and you're thinking that there was probably a different reaction or outcome that could have happened, like what can you do to improve it if it happens again? And also ask yourself, how do I feel today? Like what was my overall mood and why? So the following is a list from positivepsychology.com of questions to ask yourself for self-reflection. So you can add any of these to your list that you feel like would be helpful for you to ask yourself daily. So we've got, am I using my time wisely? Am I taking anything for granted? Am I employing a healthy perspective? Am I living true to myself? Am I waking up in the morning ready to take on the day? Am I thinking negative thoughts before I fall asleep? Am I putting enough effort into my relationships? Am I taking care of myself physically? Am I letting matters that are out of my control stress me out? And am I achieving the goals that I've set for myself? Now, although these questions are general, I was reading all of these before I, you know, added it to the podcast. And I could reflect every single one of those questions with an answer that related to my eating disorder when I had it. Like, for example, am I using my time wisely? No, I was spending my time putting myself down, eating excessive amounts of food and feeling guilty and shameful for it, and then vomiting it out, and hurting myself, and then feeling bad about it after as well. Is that time spent wisely? Hell no. Number two, am I taking anything for granted? Yes, my mental and my physical health, I was not appreciating it or looking after myself I was taking them for granted am I employing a healthy perspective the answer is loud and clear for that one it's a hell no again honestly no reason necessary because nothing about an eating disorder is healthy am I living true to myself no because I would refuse to look after myself and just putting myself down all the time and feeling worthless that's not who I truly am or what I deserve to feel and neither is it with you The next one is, am I waking up in the morning ready to take on the day? No, I was ready to take on guilt and shame and a lot of food to then vomit out. So no. Am I thinking negative thoughts before I fall asleep? Yeah, make that 24-7. Am I putting enough effort into my relationships? No, I was reacting and being anxious and explosive on the ones that I cared for the most. I was always defensive about anything that had to do with food or my body, so... No. Am I taking care of myself physically? Are we ready to talk about this? No! Am I letting matters that are out of my control stress me out? Well, for example, when I was fearing what other people would think in terms of judging me or criticizing me for having an eating disorder and therefore being afraid of talking about it, yes, it's out of my control what their reaction would be, but it was more important for me to just spill it out and let it out into the world that I had an eating disorder so I could then work on it. So yes, I was letting things out of my control affect me. And am I achieving the goals that I've set for myself? No, I didn't even have any goals because I didn't think I was capable of achieving anything. My goal was to get, actually, you know what? My goal was to get to a skinnier size and I never reached that goal because that was lost in translation. My eating disorder made that impossible and nothing was ever good enough. So as you can see, Although they're general questions, there is an answer to all of them. So I'd love for you to have a think about what your answers are for that in relation to your eating disorder. But as I said, this all of tips from today can be used generally throughout your whole life. So I'm sure for all of those questions, you may have other answers for for different parts of your life. Get on it. Get thinking. Get changing. Anyways, there's more questions, like way more questions that you can ask yourself on this positive So if you'd like to dig deeper with 87 total questions for self-reflection, go to their website. And specifically this article is called 87 Self-Reflection Questions for Introspection. You'll find it. I believe in you. Asking yourself these questions are literally going to get you into the habit of self-reflecting. You are asking yourself daily questions that you were reflecting on wow which leads into our next tip which is short and sweet because it kind of relates to what we just talked about journaling so what you're gonna do it's going to get into the more specifics write in your journal things almost as they happen if you feel necessary so like if you're trying to avoid having that reactive fit then write in your journal instead so you can have it on your phone notes if that's easier for you or piece of paper just Have it around with you everywhere but if you feel like you're about to go into a bit of a reactive state, maybe you've overeaten or you feel like you're about to eat, go write in your journal. Write down what is happening, write down how you are feeling, write down why this is making you feel a certain way, write down what you've done to respond to the situation or what you're hoping to do as a response. And then it becomes reflective especially when you start to say what you could have done to improve on the situation what you are proud of yourself for doing and what you've learned from it. So it's similar to the questions that you're gonna try to ask yourself daily, except you can use these journal entries to reflect on your day later on as specifically what you're going to improve on and what you're proud of yourself for doing. So pretty much they're like they're buddies and they tie hand in hand, but you can use what you wrote in your journal throughout the day to then reflect on at night with the specific questions. And of course, add whatever questions you feel necessary for you that makes you feel like you're asking yourself the right questions. My next tip is to start talking to yourself out loud. Stand in front of a mirror. And as I I was saying earlier in this episode, if you haven't said to yourself aloud yet about having an eating disorder, it's really beneficial to say things out loud because it almost like it solidifies it. It makes it real because you've put it out into the world, even if it's just you in the room. So... Even when you're asking yourself these daily questions or there's something that's on your mind. I mean, hey, audiobooks are a big thing now. Maybe you prefer to journal as a voice memo. Create a voice memo journal entry, that'd be cool. Did I just invent something? I mean, I haven't heard of that before, but honestly, sounds pretty cool. If you like audiobooks better, or you just like talking more, then start to say it aloud. Have a conversation with yourself. Talk about what it is that is on your mind and you'd be surprised how much you can actually realize and how much weight can be lifted off your shoulders if you just say it aloud. My next tip is to track your mood. So whether or not you put this in your journal entry or maybe in your diary, I know a lot of diaries these days, it has like what you were grateful for for the day and also like a mood tracker, track it. All of these tools and tips that I'm suggesting today can be used to work together so yes the journal and all of that will track your mood but have a section maybe at the end of every day where you have my mood and then you express what your mood was in one word or something like you know maybe you're feeling anxious maybe you were feeling okay maybe you were feeling happy maybe you were feeling unmotivated or motivated Write down what your overall mood for the day was. So then after each week and then or maybe after each month, you can reflect and see what happened that day and why your mood was that way. Another self-reflection tool. You're seeing what your overall mood was for a certain specific period of time and why that is. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen And then once you find the why again, you know what you do? You are finding the root of the bloody cause. My next tip is to reflect on who you are. This will help you be more self-aware. So think about what it is that you value in your life. Like for example, I value good people, good times and good food. Now, Well, actually, that is true. But on a more deeper level, I value empathy. I value kindness. I value being surrounded by inspirational and ambitious and kind-hearted people. A big thank you to my boyfriend for opening my eyes up to a lot of that type of shit. So you're just thinking about what's important to you. Also think about things about you that is valuable. So strengths about you and things that make you shine. So I'd probably say about myself that I am... Very empathetic and willing to try. Another thing you can ask about yourself is areas in your life that need to be improved. So I'd say for me, for example, that I need to improve my sleeping habits. God damn it. It is ridiculous. And honestly, that does affect me quite a bit because I'm just always tired and it delays my day, I feel. And I just I just want to get my sleeping back on track because your sleep honestly affects your mood, your productivity. And I will do another episode specifically on sleep once I get it under the wraps. Or maybe I'll I'll do it even sooner to hopefully inspire myself and find information as to how to improve my sleep. You know what? That's a good idea. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'll do that for sure. Very soon. Other questions to ask yourself is like, what are your passions? What are things that excite you, that make you feel motivated or happy? Like this could be anything from like, uh, Ah, from meditation reading books, going for walks, exercise, uh, maybe you have a hobby, maybe you like painting, maybe you like skydiving. Get it all down, think about it and think about what are your passions. Also ask yourself, what do you want for your life? How do you wanna feel? How do you wanna be? You know how interviewers ask you, where do you think you're gonna be in 10 years? Don't give the job answer, give your life answer. And I'll be getting into this more in the next point because it's about the wheel of life. So stay tuned for that to get into more depth about that. And yeah, so ask yourself, who do you want to be? And when are you at your best? When are you feeling your happiest? What are you doing? Who are you with? How are you feeling? Get deep and get digging as to who you are now and who you want to be and why you want to be that way and what needs to be changed to get you there. Okay. Now, the wheel of life that I was just referring to has the purpose of looking at different areas and sections of your life that are important to you. So for each section, try to reflect how these areas are in your life now, how you would like them to be, and how they make you feel. And for now, how they overall are. So whether or not you use a scale, like, you know, one to 10, or maybe a an emotional scale you can use too, like, I'm happy in this area, I'm sad, I'm pondering or it needs improvement, just whatever's going to work for you that you can look at and as you grow you can come back to this will of life and see just how much you've progressed since the last time you reflected on it. So our first section is life planning. We've got financial planning, time management, goal settings, life transitions, aging and mortality. Then we have spirituality. And the subsection is morals and ethics, spiritual accountability, your life purpose, stewardship, and your relationship with God if you have one. Then we've got the next section of health. Oh, and also just use all of these wheel of life categories depending on what you want to focus. So it doesn't mean you have to look at all of these. Maybe it would be helpful to look at your top three at the moment. But for areas in your life that you want to be important for you or are important for you now, then focus on those. Anyways, back to this, health. The subsection is physical health, nutrition, stress reduction, medicine and healing, mind, body, wellness, and healthy living. These are all just suggestions of things to look at. Then you have work, career planning, workplace relations, management and leadership. Then you have social, friends, community, the environment. Then you have development, Intellect, lifelong education, reading, motivations, values and morals, self-esteem, recovery, fulfillment. Then you have recreations, arts and music, literature, rest and leisure, sports and hobbies, travel, vacationing and humor slash fun. And then you have family, which is like parents, children, extended relatives, spouse, intimacy slash sex and parenting. So look at the sections of this that are important to you or things that you want to be important for you or you need to be paying more attention to. And ask yourself questions about how you feel overall for each different section or how you feel overall for your whole life. Think about what is working for you and what isn't. What areas do you want to focus on more and which ones you want to improve? What sections are going well for you and what isn't and why? Think about which areas you want to improve on and how you can do that. And of course, make sure to focus on the positives that you were doing too. So what areas have you improved on so far? Or what areas have you seen accomplishments in? Like just think about the good too. That's always important. So hop on that wheel of life. Focus on what's important to you and what you know you need to improve on and you want to improve on. And spin the wheel positively. The next tip is to set time for reflection. So by this, I mean, make it a non-negotiable for you, something that you fit into your daily or weekly routine to make sure that you get done. If you're looking for constant growth, constant effort and thoughts for it needs to be in your system. So it would be great if you could do this every day, like five minutes of your day even. Get it in there just where you can sit down with yourself and reflect on how things are going. Reflection is so important to see progress. Especially if you're trying to recover and you know, maybe you're dealing with the big eating disorder voices at the moment. Sit down with yourself and think why or when are these voices hitting me the most? What am I doing? And what's the trigger? What's the damn trigger? And of course, if you can do it more than five minutes a day, that'd be awesome. Do it whenever something happens and you're just sitting there and you're like, oh, maybe I should do something about that or maybe that affected me more than I thought it would or it just affected me. And I need to reflect on that and realize why. Do it straight away if you can. So you're becoming more instant and more aware in the moment of when things are affecting you and the fact that you don't want to feel that way. So then, yes, that's right you can then do something about it. The next tip is to be accountable. So maybe you can do this with a friend just or a family member or a loved one. So it would be better if the other person, their self-reflection had nothing to do with an eating disorder if your focus is going to be the eating disorder because it can be sometimes triggering if you're both kind of talking about things that may trigger the other, especially if you don't know what each other's main triggers are. So of course, be a great support system, but for everyone's well-being, it would probably be best if you're going to have an accountability partner, that they're someone that's not dealing with the same sort of dilemmas and troubles at the moment. So you can actually be more supportive for each other as it's something that you're in a better mindset about. So even if your partner, accountability partner, isn't self-reflecting but they can even just be someone that you report to every day or every week and you just talk about how your progress has gone. That would be awesome. Choose someone that makes you feel inspired and choose someone that you trust of course. You can also find accountability partners in Eat With Ally Facebook group. Come and join! We're here as a support group. Thank you. Anyway, so if you have an accountability partner, that will be very good to have someone to report to and therefore hopefully be making steps throughout the week so that you have something to report. And of course, if things aren't going too much to plan, then you have someone to report to about that too. And you can then find ways to work on that. So always just remember to be honest. It's okay if you don't feel like you've made much progress throughout the week. It is about being honest about that so you can find maybe a different strategy to try and try and recover more. Or just stop putting yourself down. Whatever it is that's your goal. If you don't feel like you've made progress, that is okay. But that is okay. But be honest about it so then you can try and work and think of a different way that can help work on the task at hand. And my last tip for today is, of course, you guessed it. (laughs) Meditate. Do you know how many things I just randomly think of during my meditation? Yes, I'm being present and yes, I'm thinking about the things that I do during my meditation sessions, yes. But then randomly, things will just pop into my head as it normally does with meditation and I, I, I allow those thoughts to come through. I'm not like, fuck off, I'm trying to meditate. I think about why I'm thinking about these things and then I just let it slowly drift away once I've started actually reflecting on it. I don't try to send off the thought because I'm meditating. I allow the thought to be there and then I float it away. As I go through the meditation session. But I, but the things that I think about are self-reflecting thoughts. And they've come to me in this very like calm, rational state. And they're probably coming to me because I'm in that state. And I'm letting them in. So meditate, thank you. Meditation is truly, truly a nice place to be. So remember everybody that it is very important to self-reflect. Because these self-reflections will allow you to face your problems and then do something about it. The initial uncomfortable feelings that you may face when you have to think about all of the things that you've been thinking and doing and it may hurt you, but pain has a purpose. So use that pain to self-reflect and then figure out what you're going to do to change how you were feeling, okay? So to summarise all of those 10 self-reflecting tips, we've got number one, Loss and gain. Think about what you've lost versus what you've gained since you've had your eating disorder or whatever it is that you are wanting to change or that is making you in a bad place. Number two is to ask yourself the regular questions that we talked about. Number three is to journal. Number four is to say that shit out loud. Number five is to track your mood. Number six is to discover who you are and what you love about yourself. Number seven is to reflect on that wheel of life. Number eight is to set yourself time to self-reflect. Number nine is to be accountable. Find that accountability partner. And number 10 is to meditate. Oh my gosh, and I didn't even add this to the list but this was supposed to be here breathing exercises so add that as part of your meditation but bonus tip breathing exercises look up box breathing and how to do it okay very calming and I tend to do it during my meditation sessions okay so thank you so much for listening as always it's a pleasure I hope you've enjoyed today's episode and once again just Thank you to all of you wonderful people that, first of all, listen. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing so this podcast reaches other people and hopefully helps more people too. Couldn't do it without you, so thank you. And thank you for all of the vulnerable messages that some of you sent and just feeling like you can come to me and just have a safe space to talk that really, really means a lot to me and this whole podcast means a lot to me because it means I get to try and share ways that I wish I had during my eating disorder period so if you ever have any topics that you'd like me to talk about I am more than willing to love you so thank you for listening you're the best tune in for next week when I will have more to yap on about I know you can't wait I'm so excited too (laughs) and as always remember what are we going to remember That's right, remember
1: to eat with Allie.